What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Austin, Del Rio, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. You are tuned in here to the Monday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. Mr. Sam spinning the one and twos. Your number to participate is 1-800-707-9760. Today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com. Make sure you continue to visit their website. Check out all their new weekly products. You can shop from the comforts of your own home as well. And this first segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Way to Grow. Way to Grow is a full-service landscaping company that can handle all your residential needs, whether they are commercial or residential as well, too. Uh, you can get a free estimate by them, too, as well. If you go to waytogrowlandscape.net, they'll give you a free estimate as well. That is Way to Grow, official sponsor of the sports crime. 1-800-707-9760 if you know what you want to talk about. It is open phone lines. Feel free uh, to give us a call. Anything that we're discussing on the show today that you want to weigh in on, feel free to do that. Anything that happened over the weekend, sports-related, that you want to bring to the airways that we're not talking about, feel free to do that as well, too. We just ask you to be patient during the breaks and during the segments, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, don't forget, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at SportsGrind. If you want to interact with the show, don't forget you can go to the Facebook page, business page of SportsGrind, or my personal page of Facebook, and you can stream the show and leave comments, and we'll read those if they're accordingly they fit and accordingly and be patient and we'll get to those if they make sense. Pretty much what I'm trying to say. But anyway, also, and don't forget, you miss any of the episodes, too. You can always go to sportsgrindonline.com where you can download the daily uh, episodes as well, too. All right. What's up, Jonas? Ready to rock and roll? Yes. Mr. Sams? What's up, fellas? How we doing? All right, man. Doing all right. So a lot, a lot to get to today <laughs> since we were off on Thursday and Friday. Stories that broke while we were off. Um, things that happened over the weekend and things that are happening real time today uh, with breaking news steady coming down the NFL way. I mean, for people that get tired or sick of NFL talk, I feel for y'all because really it's 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 real stuff. I mean, it's dominated the news. I mean, I feel sorry about March Madness. I mean, they got it. They've got their run too. Uh, I told you on last week. Baseball just picked the wrong year to go on strike to lose momentum. They had time that they could have had free agent sign. Why it was quiet. And NFL just showed up. So we got a lot to get to. A lot of this stuff we'll have to parlay over to tomorrow. <clears throat> you know, I know there's some topics that I didn't get to that I didn't put on the docket because I knew we weren't going to get to them. Um, I know the other big news over the weekend, the transgender situation, that went viral online. Everybody's got comments. You know I definitely got comments about it, but I'm going to parlay that over to tomorrow. So make sure you tune in tomorrow's show because I'll tell you exactly how I feel about that. But – other than that, NBA continues to roll on. Your Spurs pick up a victory against Golden State last night. Uh, Keldon Johnson hits the game winner, tip in, chippy shot, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, they play that game, a game we saw Draymond Green get ejected. Didn't pay too much to it because it was still too good basketball on the college side to go to uh, and watch, but definitely was able to get that two-point victory. They came out hot and jumped on them and then kind of held on and able to get that two-point victory. So the Spurs uh, get another W. And as you watch these tournaments as we go, pretty sure how many ever games got left, you'll be like, nah, man, don't don't win that one. Don't win that one. A lot of young talent, man, in this college pool that's probably going to be declaring and, and coming out. And I've told you this at the beginning of the year, this was going to be a March that most silver and black diehard or passerby Spurs fans need to really pay attention to because especially now – 
with your team having three first-round picks on what they're going to do. With 10 games left on the schedule, mm-hmm. the Spurs are now two and a half back of both the Pelicans and the Lakers, who are tied at the ninth and 10th spot for the play-ins. Yeah. Get out of there. Just get there out of go. there. Get out of there. No man's land. Just get out of that. Don't need any play-in. Don't need none of that. Um Anyway, speaking of college basketball, uh, the tournament, uh, big storylines out. You know, I was dove heavily into college basketball on Thursday for pretty much the whole weekend. Uh, but really the headline to me is really the SEC, which I have felt has been the best conference all year. Um, they're getting their ass handed to them in the tournament. Um, and they've gone out by two double-digit seeds as well, too. Kentucky's out. Uh, but really, there's no shame in that because Saint P- that Saint Peter's team is going to be a tough out. Coach said, "Hey man, I got guys from New York. Okay, you think they scared? I'm like, man, coach, why don't you just name all the barrels, man? But he's like, we do that. We think we scared of anything. They're going to be a tough out. They play deep. See, that's the deal. When you get certain teams that go through a conference schedule and you start playing guys and teams from other, whether mid major schools, you know, other conferences, you see different things that." That you know, different type of defense, different type of styles that you don't, you can't adjust to. And again, that's the difference between college, you know, the March and then the NBA playoffs when you can go to a four out of seven and you can adjustment, you can make adjustments. And in college, man, it's that one and done, that one shining moment, and it's hard to adjust. And Kentucky in that game never ever looked comfortable because Peter's stay St. Peter's plays a different style of basketball that they press. The, it, their defense is suffocating, and it takes a while. I'll be honest with you, that's the reason why I knew, and and they were one of my national championship picks. I had two brackets cheated, and one of my national, one of them was gone. Auburn got their ass kicked. They got it. Bruce Pearl got his ass handed to him by Miami. But remember, I brought up the Hurricanes in November on this show when I was briefing through college and telling us, hey, this Hurricane team. I listed about two or three teams, but I didn't have them beating uh, Auburn. But I will tell you this. Um, TCU, I mean, the story to me is the Big 12 looks like they're trying to prove that they were really the big conference all year. They've got, they're showing out pretty good. You look at Iowa State, uh, but that's the reason why I knew Arizona was going to have a tough time with TCU because TCU, they, they play a lot of that zone defense. They play a lot of zone. Arizona, knowing the Pac 12 plays like that. So I knew that that was going to be a game that uh, that TCU was going to hang around for a while and Arizona barely got out of there. Coach K continues to coach. You know, everybody know I've been saying, could this be his farewell? You know, uh, my hat's off to Michigan State, though, because, you know, and going into the Big Ten Finals and then pretty much going into getting knocked out by Duke but really being respectful, that game – was closer than that score indicated. I mean, it kind of. I mean, they delivered blows back and forth, eight zero runs here and there, uh, but you know they end up prevailing. Um, speaking of Duke, you know they're going, and, and from a standpoint, you know people will say, ah, well, you know TCU, that's in the backyard. What for the San Antonio's purpose? I was hoping Arizona would win that. I mean, because they're gonna travel. I mean, TCU. I'm not saying that they wouldn't travel. I mean, that's. Three and a half hours, four hours away, maybe four and a half hours away. But Arizona, man, especially tournament time in March, they're traveling. So, so we'll look at the teams that's actually punched their ticket coming to San Antonio. But overall, I told you all year, it's anybody's game. It's anybody's game. It's up for grabs in this tournament. There's still, I've said it all year long, I don't think there's a dominant, dominant team um, in this tournament. Um, Gonzaga, you know, to me, 
Uh, if they don't win it this year, I don't know when, but Gazagas could be had. You know, exciting win for Baylor, uh, exciting win in that Baylor game. Uh, Baylor tried everything they did. They fought back. They got down huge, but they were able to fight back. But Baylor's going home. But Big 12 is really being impressive. But SEC's really getting their ass handed to them uh, so far. So you got the tournament going on. Uh, of course, NFL, as we alluded to, um, big things. I mean, the the number one biggest watch this offseason was what was going to happen to Deshaun Watson. And we found out, you know, as of Friday, um, he did a 180 and decided to choose the uh, Cleveland Browns after telling them on Thursday that they were out of the running. Now, I have my own theory with that on what happened and what Deshaun was looking for in general, speaking of him and his agent. Um, but the backlash has started to pour in as expected. You know, I expected this or whatever, but make no mistake about it. The 250 didn't add it to this. The $250 million fully guaranteed. That's a baseball contract. I mean, I, I promise you that there were teams and GMs, you know, cause even when I'm reading, there's teams that spent seven figure money just to get ready to pitch him to investigate what was going on and to let that set in. I mean, there was there was about 12 to 13 teams or maybe, you know, at the height of this thing, which narrowed down to at least four or five that he was legitimately going to be interested in and that Texans had to get a trade approved before they even set you up with the meeting. But think about teams spending seven-figure money just on the process to go in and get this guy. So I knew that there was going to be the – and I talked we talked about it all for you. I've been talking about this for a year now. I knew that there was going to be a certain, you know, perception of whatever the team that hired him or who, who you know, took a chance on him. Uh, but that 250 has added salt to the wound for a lot of people. And I believe that's brought a lot of venom into where we have to remind ourselves that, you know, he's not he there's no charges. There was no criminal charges. And in these days and times, you can get in a civil suit. For anything. Now, I'm not trying to make light of this and, you know, you know, kind of totally say, hey, this is nothing. The civil suit's nothing. But, you know, this it's just weird how this country works, because, again, it's no different than, you know, to, uh, apples and oranges. But if you talk about high profile cases that then turn into the civil case, I go back to the granddaddy of Maul in the OJ situation. I mean, when the civil suit, when he lost the civil suit to the Goldman's. You know, he everybody felt, well, you see, that's justified in that way because he lost to that. Civil suits, I mean, it, it just depends on how it goes. And to me, and it depends on, and to me, if you just sit there and there's some type of wrongdoing and you have to pay this or whatever, I mean, people are going to say, well, there you go, you're guilty. But I'm going by the criminal system who sat for a year, and I'm not changing my thoughts of what I've, I've been consistent with this all year, thinking that there is no way. That Texas telling him, the Texans telling him, hey, man, just just stay away from the facilities because we don't want you getting hurt. So we're on the hook for this contract. Just stay away. Fine. You don't want to be here. We're going to pay you to stay away. There's no way that guy could have collected 25 or whatever it was last year, almost $30 million, sitting at home, waiting for his day in court, working out, and pretty much being hardcore evidence of a criminal activity that they wouldn't have shackled that dude in handcuffs. And for the whole world to see, not a brother playing a quarterback position that looked like Deshaun making that kind of money. If there was any criminal activity, any strong, strong evidence to bring up charges 
that they would have let that guy sit there and walk. No way. That's just what I believe. That's my opinion. So now that you tack on the two, is it 250, 230? It's 230. It's 230 guaranteed. 230, okay, not 250, 230. That 230. What's 20 million? Yeah, that 230, it ranched it up. It really did. And and somebody, some owner and some GM was going to have to be releasing a book statement in regards to why they made this move and did it. I told Jonas this last week on the air on Monday when we came in here, when we heard that they had the Cleveland had came out of left field and joined Carolina, joined the Saints in Atlanta to get in there. And I said that you've got to move heaven on earth if you have an opportunity to get a guy like Deshaun in his – he's not even in his prime yet. And I don't believe that he has yet to even show what he can be as an NFL quarterback because he's so young. You got to do it. And if you put all the mixtures in to where Cleveland's been at at the quarterback position for the last 20 to 30 years, if you look at what has taken place in the last few years in the uh, NFL and the AFC, not just this year's free agency, where the quarterback is, and Bucky Brooks on NFL.com that rates all the players, the college player, whatever, the NFL, he set up on the NFL Network and he said the same thing that what my take was a week and a half ago on this. In, in, in the NFL in general, it was a perfect storm for, for Deshaun to almost go ahead. I mean, the, you got to keep in mind, man, the guy was fighting for his freedom for the last year. When you get in the judge, when you get in the judicial system, anything can happen. Anything can happen, especially when you look like Deshaun, anything can happen. OK, so this guy sat around, didn't know if he was going to have freedom for you, even though he knew he was innocent. To sit around and then while you sit there. And you look at what emerged this year at the quarterback position and what's going on. Like Bucky Brooks said, and I said it, the perfect storm, and not just the Cleveland situation, but everybody. Everybody looked at these playoffs and looked at that Buffalo Bills game and Kansas City game between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and looked at what Joe Burrow was doing. And a second-year player coming off of the injury, mind you, and only being having a third-year coach go to the Super Bowl with a rookie phenom wide receiver in Jamar Chase, and it spooked everybody that didn't have anything remotely looking like that at the quarterback position, especially if you played in the AFC. So if it wasn't Cleveland, it was going to be somebody. Now, before... I have my question to Jonas as we're coming up on here and break a little bit. I'll lay out this real quick in my theory. And the reason why it went from tell them they're out of the running to Friday, I'm going to go ahead and basically deal with shoveling snow and going to the store in 20-degree weather in December. Keep in mind, Deshaun Watson has showed he doesn't really play. He's not a cold-weather quarterback. I think he can get adjusted, but he hasn't had good games in the cold. Now, the deal of it is I believe that Deshaun and his agent always, they've had a year to think about this. I believe Deshaun and his agent looked at the climate, looked at the market, and looked at his age and looked how new the thirsty and desperate the quarterback market was going to be. And I think they sought out from day one to get a fully guaranteed contract. And when they got involved with, you know, the Carolina Panthers of the world and, and you know, Atlanta came in at the light and the Saints, I think everybody told them, ah, even the Browns in the first go, I don't know about that, Deshaun. I don't know about fully guarantee. You know, we don't know if you're going to be facing suspension, which I'll get to that. I don't know if you're going to be facing suspension. I don't know what you're going to do. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know about that. 
And then all of a sudden Atlanta, because I'm hearing it got real close with Atlanta. I mean, it, like the fact that Deshaun going back to play for people who rooted for him while he was growing up, it's reported today that, uh, you know, uh, Jarvis Landry and um, what was my man running back uh, from Tampa Bay? What's my man? Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette. There you go. That they were going straight beeline to Atlanta if Deshaun would have went there. So there's a lot of things that's even happened to that franchise in Atlanta in the last 24, 40 hours. We'll get to in there what they've done with Matt Ryan. But the point is, is that I believe when he told the Cleveland Browns, hey, y'all are out of it. I think the GM went back to Haslam. At that time, Baker Mayfield says, hey, I think it's for best interest for both of us to move on. Baker's demanding a trade, and I think has to look, man, we're not losing on this. It's we're in now. I'm not putting up with this for because you're looking at their roster like we're not going to blow up a whole season before it gets started with our roster. Give it to them. And I think they picked up the phone as Deshaun was getting ready to go to Atlanta or make that decision on the Saints. I mean, I think him winning a Super Bowl, one to win, you know, soon really supported his decision of going with Cleveland and their roster, which we'll get into that too. But it was a point given the guarantee. And at that point, it's like, hey, I can deal with a little cold for that. That's a big that that contract changes the game for the future of quarterbacks anyway. I guarantee you, some GMs and owners across the league wasn't too happy about that guaranteed number, the highest one in NFL history. So we'll get more into that. I got a question for Jonas. Also, we'll get into some NFL news. Matt Ryan has found a new home. Definitely got my thoughts on that in the Colts. And what does this market feel with the rest of the quarter? A couple quarterbacks are still out there. You listen to the sports grind. Today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com. We'll be back. Ready for a real cocktail? Introducing new Zing Zang ready-to-drink cocktails in a can. America's number one Bloody Mary mix with vodka. Zing Zang margaritas, tequila included. And whiskey sours with real Kentucky bourbon. Ready for no one to have to bartend. Real cocktails, real ingredients, really good. New Zing Zang full-strength canned cocktails. Legendary taste, legendary day. Always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. If you've been accused of a crime, you need trusted and aggressive representation. You need the LaHood Norton Law Group. Over 80 years of combined experience handling both federal and state cases. All of their lawyers are former high-level prosecutors who know the justice system from all sides. For a free consultation, 210-797-7700 or LaHoodNorton.com. Principal Office San Antonio, the LaHood Norton Law Group. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producer, Mr. Sam Smith, the one and twos, 1-800-707-9760. Today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com, and this next segment is going to be sponsored by Tiger Sanitation. Tiger Sanitation, if you're looking for a job, they're always hiring. They do great things for the community and surrounding areas. Best sanitation town company in town, hands down. Uh, and you can go for more of your job information. You can go to tigersanitation.com as well, too. That is Tiger Sanitation, official sponsor of the sports grind. Um, all right. So, yeah, man. I mean, back to the Deshaun Watson. I mean, that that's some serious money. I mean, in the, in the, in the end, that's why I felt all the time from the Browns that you had to move heaven and earth. And it wasn't just about Baker. Um, it was about the history of what they've been through, and it's about the landscape of the AFC and the NFL. The league has wanted it this way. All the rules have changed from defense 
I mean, you can't have there. You can't have an 01 Ravens defense. You can't have an 85 Bears defense. You can't have a 2016 Denver Bronco defense and go win a Super Bowl. You got the, all the rules have changed to offense, and therefore the trickle down effect has been you got to have a quarterback. And if you don't have a quarterback, you can have a top five defense, a top five defense against the run, top five against the pass. You can have all that. You could have the best rushing attack. You can be number one rushing in the league. If you don't have a quarterback the way the rules set up, you're not you're not competing for playoff spots and you're not competing for Lombardi. Now I don't know how long this era lasts or how long we're in this pocket, but it's here to stay. The other thing I take from this before I ask Jonas about the Sean thing is with the, if you sit down and you look at the tail of the tape in the AFC and you look at the quarterbacks that have gone and been traded in the AFC, the things that have gone down, and and what's going on in the West, the arms race with the talent and the receivers. I mean, we haven't even got to Devontae Adams yet. We'll get to him. I, it reminds me, and like I said, I've been watching the NFL and paying attention. I've been watching since I was seven, paying attention to it from a business standpoint since I was probably about 11. Okay? And there's this reminds me of when the NFC ran off about – 12, 13, it was somewhere between 13, 15 Super Bowls in a row. Or they had won 14 out of 15. And when you look back, the the the, the reason for that was, I mean, you had some good coaching, but the reason was that you were, you were in an era of Joe Montana, Steve Young, Brett Favre, Troy Aikman, okay? Tom, uh, you know, before even Tom got, even Tom, I'm going pre-Tom jumping in New England. I'm talking about that where they were dominating. Why? Because majority all the good quarterback play was in a certain conference. And I believe that this is what this is setting up for potentially. I'm not saying that if you play in the NFC, you ain't got a shot, you're trash. But what I'm telling you is when you come out of the NFC, there's a quite a few different quarterbacks that could be waiting on you. And I wouldn't be surprised that the AFC is going to be setting up for one of them type of runs. Maybe not no 13 years, 14 years in a row. <laughs> But they got they they've got a chance to to over the years as we get into the next five six years really going to run. It's going to be tough. I mean, it's going to be tough to get out of that conference because of the quarterback play and the talent that's surrounding. And it's just going to be and and that's reminds me of kind of where I'm thinking possibly that we could be going now. Jonas Clark, um, you gave your thoughts very thorough last week before we departed. Uh, what your thoughts were, why you were against going for Deshaun and why you stood with the flag with Baker Mayfield and you did all this. And, and I know you, you know, you cover the Browns, that's your team. So I know you know them very in depth. So when the news broke and you get Deshaun, now my question is, how long is, there's two questions. How long is it going to take you to get over this? Maybe three questions. How long is it going to take you to get over this? Do you feel a certain type of way? Um, do you feel dirty at all? And number three, like you have to go take a bath or a shower or something. And number three, what is when it's all said and done after this first year, this first five year contract, or just say when it's all said and done in his time in Cleveland, when he retires, he finishes here, maybe he doesn't, most likely he will, but maybe he doesn't. What is going to justify what, what is the expectations of what it's got to look like on his resume? For 230 guaranteed and pretty much all the finger pointing and the backlash is coming to the Cleveland Browns organization. Well, uh, how how long is it going to take me to get over it? Um, I've got the answer to that, but I'm gonna let you answer it. Go ahead. 
I think it's probably going to be about two seasons, I think. And it's really got to come back to how does he handle the PR situation? Is is he does he become Kobe Bryant who who, who takes this platform, takes what's what the, the his stigma against him and flip the script on that? Start speaking out for women uh, and then advocating for for women's you know safety and, and and stuff like that. Whether whether you believe it or not, that's what you that's what has to happen. You can't go Ben Roethlisberger and stay quiet on the situation. Even even Michael Vick had to repair his reputation with the animal rights by doing the ad, by doing the things. Like, yeah, yeah, with them and PETA. Okay, so so Watson has to kick back around and do that, and he has to show actual remorse. That will help mend the situation and get over it okay now there's still the fact of my problem with with even even with getting watson over baker is the fact that loyalty loyalty matters and 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 we talk about you know contracts we talk about how randy gregory just treated the dallas cowboys okay because owners aren't loyal to players and so players therefore aren't loyal to owners or to the team or to the fan base And here, I believe that Baker Mayfield wanted to stay in Cleveland. The letter that he wrote, he's been pushing the last two years for trying to get a contract extension. He's given them them everything. And so I think that this this takes a loyalty hit. And so that's where if it wasn't going to be Deshaun Watson, if they wouldn't have landed him, you would have had a real issue, a real problem with trying to land free agents in the future. Now, Deshaun Watson has to also fall in line here. You, you can't ask for a trade in two years. You can't get upset about how the organization is handling. You don't, you, I, don't, I don't think that Deshaun Watson has a say. We talked about Brad, Dak Prescott asking for a little bit more of a say as to how the Dallas Cowboys operate. Some decision making. Deshaun, you're being paid just to play the position. You've messed with this cap situation now for the next six years. Go out and win. If you can't win, I don't need to hear that you're not happy. I don't need to hear from I don't need to see videos from your father on Instagram that you're not being that you're not having the ball in your hands enough to win in Cleveland. Okay, you've got a stacked roster. Baker Mayfield for everything for all the flack he's taken nationally, Baker Mayfield led the majority of this roster to the playoffs just 2 years ago. So Deshaun Watson, if you're really that much better, you should be in the playoffs right off the jump. Okay, so that's that's how long it'll take to get over it. And of course, winning covers everything. Mm-hmm. Just like on the players' side, you can mend all situations, I believe, with players by paying them. And then when we saw that with the 180 that he did, 230 million, mm-hmm. that can mend anything. You can mend anything with a fan base and with a team by winning. Now, let me tell you this. Uh, one thing that I, I, I kind of agree with majority of everything you said. Now, the one thing I'll give you pushback saying that he ain't going to say so. Let me tell you something, man. Haslam. You give Deshaun look with what they what Cleveland knew what was going to be the blowback when they signed him, and you're Haslam, and you give Deshaun two hundred thirty million. <laughs> yeah, first of all, Stefanski, that's a lot of pressure on Stefanski. Okay, there's I, you know, he's gonna whether it's fair or not, he's gonna be falling on the sword, and he's coming into his fourth year. He Stefanski don't have five years with Deshaun to get this right. So Deshaun is going to have say. So let me tell you something. You Haslam and you giving Deshaun two thirty. I look at Haslam, Mister Drummond. 
From when when was Mr. Drummond the one the 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 the, the white guy that, that drafted I mean that that adopted Gary Coleman like the fact that Mr. Drummond who took in the the you know it was it was Gary Coleman and and uh, Arnold and his and, and and his brother yeah uh, he's family Deshaun at two thirty guaranteed and the backlash I'm 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 Mr. Drummond we're talking about Willis. Yeah, he's he's got he's got say so. Okay, he's got the Deshaun's got some say so. Now, I feel because I agree with everything you said, and I think that was part of it. Cleveland said, "Hey, this is how we're going to help you repair your image. We're going to get out in the community." I mean, they put this all in, and I think a lot of other teams did that. They were going to help him restore the image. But I feel that, and because I've heard, uh, I've, I've listened to national interviews with Browns writers, beat writers. Um, that's done interviews nationally because when this story broke and I've heard a couple of them say that, Hey, and they know cause they club the sport. They're in that town saying there's a good chunk of Browns fans that were lost today. You know, there was comments, you know, Jones, let me know there was comments and there was a, Hey, I've got three daughters. I've been a lifelong Browns fan season ticket holder, but I got three daughters. What are you showing this? For those, now those people, you might not even get them back, but the people that feel like they got to take a shower, the people that just feel like, damn, we just did Baker like, Baker like that. Um, I, those people are going to come back when you look up and say, damn, we got a two-game lead in the division on the Pittsburgh. We got a three-game division, division lead on Cincinnati. We, we, we won the North two out of the last three years. That Those people, because they will be back then. I've always said it. The way that city felt when LeBron James – came back and defeated the Golden State Warriors and won that championship, first championship in 50-some years or whatever in that in that state. You multiply that by 10 once the Browns win a Super Bowl. If Because to me, if you get 230 and you go to L.A., if you go to Seattle, you go to Atlanta, you go to New Orleans, the whole perception for the national media and everybody else, the pressure is like, oh, 230, you better be winning two, three, four Super Bowls for that much. And some people might still think that, but the reality is because he chose Cleveland and because of Cleveland history, he has to just deliver one. If one is all he delivers, that 230 is is, is a drop in the bucket of what that's going to mean to Mr. Haslam and that organization in that city. Because of how thirsty. They haven't had anybody since Jim Brown. Okay? Jim Brown was an action hero. Was kicking people's ass in movies and winning suit. But that's the last time it's happened for Cleveland. Deshaun will be God. But the pressure is on Stefanski. And Stefanski's going to have to take what Deshaun does, likes to do, and you're going to have to mix it in what you what your customer doing in Minnesota, what you did with two good two running backs and Case Keenum. You're going to have to adjust that for Deshaun because everybody in the league, that's what they're doing. Hackett's got to re- adjust the things Russell wants to do. That you, Patrick Mahomes, we've known Andy Reid. You know, has been do- adjusting things that make Andy Reid didn't get Patrick out of text text. Say, hey, man, you know what? You're going to do it this way. He looked at what did he do in college to make successful. Andy Reid was ahead of the curve on this. Andy Reid showed the reason why he drafted up while having Alex Smith to go get Patrick Mahomes. He was ahead of the curve on this. A lot of other people are trying to make catch up, play catch up. And then you got other teams like the Colts that are stuck in this situation where I'm looking like because the one thing that and we're because they traded for Matt Ryan the deadline for Matt Ryan 
coming down the pipeline was going to be like 3 o'clock today, Eastern or whatever, 7.5 million bonus. I texted Jonas this morning. I said, Matt Ryan should be traded in the next few hours. I knew they weren't going to outright release him, and I had brought it down all weekend. I mean, the Baker talk has been heavy in my house and just been like, hey, be quiet. It's not happening. They're not going to go from a Carson Wentz and who didn't talk to his coach and Doug Peterson since week three in Philly that year, like last year, you sit there and you get burnt by Carson Wentz. You're not going to sit there and take a 50-50 gamble on Baker. Could he got with the Colts roster and ball? Could he get with any ball? But it is a it is a gamble. And the best thing I heard is that this day, the Colts wasn't worried about Baker Mayfield today. What are we? What is about Baker Mayfield tomorrow? Meaning, like we can get him in a day, but do we really want to pay this guy twenty five, thirty million? The bottom line is Baker Mayfield was overvalued at the number one spot. He he probably was shouldn't have been the number one pick. Doesn't mean Baker's is trash. Doesn't mean he can't play. But the GMs have spoken. Baker sat there screaming on the rooftop. He want to be the Colts. Hey, tell me, Indy. Cleveland had to tell Baker, they don't want you, man. They don't want you. So at the end of the day, on the Indy situation and Matt Ryan, look, what was it, a third-round pick? One third-round third round, pick? Yeah. This is the way. This is the way I look at this, though, and I'll stay consistent with everything I say. I look at the Colts, and I look at it as like people, GMs in the leagues and owners wish – they could be, especially if they've tasted success as a Super Bowl, which the Colts have won so long ago, but won. When you taste that, you you would like to figure if we've had one of those guys, which they had Peyton Manning, if we're Green Bay Packers and we have a Brett Favre, if we are the 49ers and we have a Joe Montana, but we have a Steve Young, another future Hall of Famer waiting, or we've got an Aaron Rodgers, another future Hall of Famer waiting, Brett Favre, we, got, we lucked up. The year Peyton Manning had screws in the neck, and then we get gift wrapped in Andrew Luck. I look at it as like the Colts have gone from having Andrew Luck to in the last two out of three years hanging out at the nursing home, it, it, trying to get people on the way out for the retirement, and Phillip Rivers, and now Matt Ryan. Now, I do believe this Matt Ryan is in a better state physically, a stronger arm than Phillip Rivers was the year that the Colts got him. But let me tell you what people ain't talking about today tonight because everybody's going to look at the line and everybody's going to say the running game with the Colts and everybody's going to say, well, they've got a pretty good defense. Well, if you dive into this, the Colts were ranked, I believe, 26th, somewhere around there in pass protection offensive line. Their offensive line can make mountains for Taylor or whoever they put back there. But when it comes to pass protection, they've got to fix that. If they don't fix that, Matt Ryan, he's not as mobile as Carson Wentz. And at the stage of his career, he don't want to get hit. But that's the way I look at the acquisition. Yeah, you didn't give up nothing for him, a third rounder. But at the end of the day, it's like you had Andrew Luck and you find yourself hanging out at the Social Security's office to get Phillip Rivers and Matt Ryan. This is the same thing to me, two out of three years. And they'll be back in the quarterback court carousel in another year or two while the rest of the AFC just stacked up, just stacked up with gunslingers. 1-800-707-976. You listen to the sports crowd. We get back. We'll get to Zach's phone call. Today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com. We'll be back.